One Team Media. I just have a very hard time expressing my emotions and I can't stop from yelling. So I'm very sorry. I don't mean to offend you, but I'm not going to stop yelling. Eat it nation, baby. I'm in a good mood to podcast tonight, boys. Talking about Lynn Bowden right now, so why the hell do I care about Anaya Smith right now? Because I have an opinion and I said it. Did you see Bo Nix got a sweet tea sponsor already? I did see Did you that. see Bo Nix couldn't throw a ball 20 yards of his life depended on it? That's what somebody be- said. That's what they said he should have gotten Hot Pockets sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was Blaine Crane that said that, by the way. Oh, shit. That's Dude, funny. I hope, uh, I hope that J-Boy and Blaine listen to this because Blaine is way funnier than Jake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but real quick on that NC State bullshit, the biggest Jeez. argument I saw was, oh, fuck, Vandy was never – or they were never going to beat Vandy with the 13 players, yada, 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 yada. One, they kept they into it. Who won game? They were one Kumar, hit away. Against Kumar Rocker, who was their yeah. – Co-ace. They would have had to throw. Vandy was about to have to throw a 17-year-old who reclassified to be a freshman this year in game three, and NC State was going to have the guy on the bump that blanked Vandy and threw a uh, complete game shutout against their asses and beat Jack Leiter. Yeah, and then Vandy goes and gets shoved on by fucking State. There is no reason Vandy shouldn't have won that game. They had all the rested pitchers. They had everything going on for them. They got to throw both aces, and they just got – this state was dropping dick on their ass. Yeah, dude. I, so, so our number one sponsor for it, for it, uh, Southern Wing is a, a company called Rig'em Right, and they're huge. Like, they're the biggest um, hunting supplier to Cabela's and Bass Pro Shop. Mm-hmm. Well, so the owner is named Matthew Cagle, and uh, we become really good friends. We talk pretty much – every day but he's been texting me he so he played played at nc state baseball oh fuck oh he's furious oh like, lord like you can go look at his instagram every day and he's like a grown he's like i'm probably 50 years old 45 and he's just ripping everybody right now like but he's I mean, furious could you imagine so if that was a and m it's so like i lost my shit. i wouldn't be over that shit. two chances to know. beat to beat them once and you didn't get to have all your players. They had a pitchers playing in the field. And they still yeah. kept it to – and he yeah. went three the for four, three by the way. Three. He went three for four. <laughs> that dude was fucking – that dude was nice. Dude, yeah, I had, dude, I had he's going to be hitting next year. I dude had, hit two ropes off Kumar Rocker who's going top ten. Bro, I had yeah. Vandy Moneyline that game, and I'm sitting there driving to the airport, and I'm like, this motherfucker's got your pitcher, and you can't get his ass out one time. What's going on, everybody? This is Heated Agreement. I am Jorfi. Joining me today, as usual, the co-stars, the big hitters, the names on the marquee, and that is James, Woody, and Gandy. And the four of us sit down with former Texas A&M and Oakland Athletics pitcher Daniel Mingden. He is currently pitching over in the Korean Baseball League with the Kia Tigers, and he gives us a little bit of an insight of what it's like to go overseas and pitch in a country where you are the minority. And he also gives us a little insight onto all of the cheating that goes into the MLB. So you might want to strap in for this one. And without further ado, the man, the myth, the mustache. The 23-year-old right-hander out of Houston, Daniel Migden, hands over the cap, the two pumps, and the pitch. Swing and a miss. Got him with a Migden trying to wiggle free here. He's ahead one and two. Reddy's in fire. Swing and a miss. He got him. All right, guys, we're welcomed in with former Texas A&M and Oakland A's pitcher Daniel Mingdon. He was drafted in the 2014 MLB draft by the Houston Astros and made his debut also against the Astros. Not his debut. Was that not your debut? No. No, I made a debut debut against the Reds. Yeah. That's back-to-back weeks that I fucked everything up on the – 
Last week I asked Halen if uh, he was going to go play in the college collegiate league, and he's about to go in the MLB draft, so that was fun too. Uh, (laughs) Dude, I'm I'm not the baseball guy. I'm just going to throw it out there right now. That's all right. Uh, But Woody, going off of that, I'll I'll edit my part later. Woody's got a question for you about that game against the Astros. Yeah. So uh, me and my dad were in College Station, and – they're like, oh shit, Mingdon's on the bump tonight against the Astros. So we just drove down to the Ast- go- drove down a minute made, and we were right behind the dugout. And um, JB Moss and his family was there, and Maroney was there, and a bunch of other ags, you know, that you knew and everything was there. Well, me and my dad ended up getting shit faced at that game before it started, <laughs> and we were right behind the A's dugout. We we're the first row, and. For whatever reason, me and my dad thought it'd be hilarious. Every time you came in, we just screamed, Giga Mangden, let's go, Giga Mangden. Fuck yeah, Mangden. And you were just in the zone, just eyes down, just nothing the whole game. And then finally you came out and we're like, fuck yeah, Mangden, Giga Mangden. You looked up and went. (laughs) And you definitely don't remember, but I remember J.B. Moss's parents we're like, hey guys, he's trying to he's trying to throw a game here. You guys should calm down. You know, you're probably distracting him and all this stuff. And we we're like, no, we're good. I mean, he's fine. He he's a big leader. It's not the worst he gets. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it gets way worse. But no, so people always ask me that too. Like, hey, did you see me like right above the dugout? I was yelling at you the whole time, and I was just like, no, not a I'm, chance, it's like, dude. It's like literally, I'm just completely tunnel vision. It's like unless I know you're sitting there and you're my direct family or like one of my boys, and I, you don't tell me you're gonna be there, I have no idea like where you yeah. are. You could be no. second row. You could be right in my. You could be right in front of my face, and I I made eye contact with you. Didn't see you. Yeah. No, you could you could see it in your eyes. You were just locked the fuck in. I mean, it's also your first game against the Astros. You probably had. 20 family members there you're drafted by the astros all that shit too but the other question i had all the fuck out that game too yeah he threw like five scoreless and then the a's got till gomez hit a line drive and hit me in the chest oh Oh, yeah what an asshole yeah Yeah, fuck that guy yeah he's the worst yeah maybe i shouldn't have thrown an o2 heater right down the middle (laughs) that's all he could hit too you i don't know why anybody threw him anything but heaters i mean breaking balls um, the next question I have, how proud are you that when you type in your name on Google, the following word that comes after your name is mustache? Yeah, no, it's, it's a, a lot of people, a couple people have asked me that and I didn't even know that for a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's, I guess that's me. So, you know, I've had it <laughs> since college and I mean, that's like the number one hot topic question I get all the time is about my mustache. Like the Koreans went absolutely nuts about it. They were like, oh my gosh, what's the story behind your mustache? And I was like, it's really not that cool. I just, I just did it in college to make fun of my coach kind of, and then now I just kept it. (laughs) No, I mean, it's not athletics. It's not baseball. It's not pitcher. It's not Texas A&M. It's mustache or, and then after that, it's like, mustache products and it's i mean it's all about the mustache there's nothing else there if they'd had the uh, image and likeness thing think how much money you could have made in college for your mustache just oh i know and they just they just passed that rule i was like of course i was like i knew it was gonna happen once we were done that would have been a great sponsorship right there how convenient how was the whole uh jet lag deal and getting used to the time change uh oh mingdon's on there dude you're late andy i'm always late (laughs) Um, it was kind of weird. It didn't really actually get me that bad. So what I decided to do was I stayed up the whole flight coming here. So it was five. We left at, I think it was like 10 AM in Houston, flew to San Francisco. And then from San Francisco flew all the way here. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, I think it was like 13 and a half, 14 hours. So my wife, I told her, I was like, Hey, you have to take at least like a six hour nap on the plane and then when you wake up it's one o'clock and you have to make that whole day yeah and so she didn't do that and she was wrecked for like four days so i ended up sleeping like six or seven hours on the plane land in seoul at like one two o'clock bus all the way home me and uh preston tucker bust all the way home so four 18 hours of the flight straight to a four-hour bus ride and then got to our apartment or our quarantine place or whatever 
and then it was like six, seven o'clock, and then I went to bed at like nine o'clock, and and honestly, it wasn't that bad for me. Maybe it was like a day, day and a half, but mm-hmm. my wife didn't sleep on the plane and like all screwed up her entire like, and she had headaches for like two or three days, oh, and then and then like and then she was fine, but I read online how to do it and just try to flip, like literally like delete a whole day mm-hmm. and just like sleep a little bit and then re- restart. So. It's kind of like pulling that bedroom. Kind of like pulling an all nighter in college. Yeah. You just got, because yeah, if you go take a nap when you get done with that test at 11 a.m., you're going to be screwed there that night and then throwing off. Yeah. But so, meaning what? It's like 7 30 there? Yeah. Just waking up. Sun's, sun's just coming up. Oh, Lord. That's we really crazy. appreciate it. I know it's tough. That's probably yeah, not dude. the favorite I, I, thing I, to I, do. I would, I would have been – I mean, you took away 30 minutes of sleep. I was getting up at 7.45, 8 anyway, so. Oh, okay. So, so what's the agenda like today? Uh, well, I threw a bullpen yesterday, so today I'm actually doing absolutely nothing. So, we have <laughs> do, you, do you have a game? Yeah, but I'm on rehab. So, like, when you're on rehab, you're not allowed to go to the game. So, technically, I'm – my this, we, so, we, it's weird. So, our pitching coordinator is actually American. So, he actually runs – all of AAA for Matt Williams in the big leagues. So whatever's going on down there, hitters and pitchers wise, he like reports to Matt to tell him who's ready to come up. So I get picked up and we go 30 minutes away from here to Hamp Young to our AAA facility and do rehab. And so get there at 9.30, we start around 10.30, 11. So today I'll probably be done around like one o'clock and we just gotta go home. That's not a bad way to do it. Yeah. They have minor like, leagues over minor leagues and everything. Oh yeah, just triple A though. Like, hey, I guarantee you, Gandy, you could bring one of your teams that are probably 15 years old, and you could beat our team. Our triple A team, it's like the drop off is is crazy. Like, every every team has one triple A team. Like I'm telling you, our team is garbage. After our after our first string team, they have no pro. Like, I'm telling you, it's a glorified like bullshit high school team. Have you seen his uh, Facebook stuff? Who? Gandy's Facebook stuff. Oh, no, I don't have Facebook. Okay, he he keeps pissing off all the baseball moms and dads for running up the score on them and talking shit. Yeah, hey, they there's two they... two types of people in this world, winners and losers, and that guy sounds Dude. like a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was. And his kids, the, the, uh, like Sunday night in the championship, my kids were screaming, you hang it, we bang it. And uh, <laughs> and this coach comes up to me in a second, and he goes, so this is what you preach? And I was like, excuse me? And he was like, you you teach my your kids to tear down my pitcher. And I was yeah. like, dude, come on. And these kids are going to Bel Air, Mingdon. They're going to be at Bel Air High School next year. And they think that's bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a, a story I told uh, Jordy that I want you to um, tell. You might already told her, I don't know. To, uh, take them through because I didn't – I couldn't remember the exact details. But remember last, last game of the season, freshman year, whenever you hit – Against Oklahoma State? Yeah. What? So, were we in the last inning when you hit it? So, it was – All right, of the I guess just, just just take them through it right now. Just tell them what happened. Uh, yeah, so it was top of the ninth, and um, I, I hadn't – like so I started the season hitting, sucked completely. So, got yanked out, and so I was just been hitting BP, not playing, and – all of a sudden, like, started hitting pretty well. And they're like, hey, you know, if we have, ever need a big pinch hit situation to hit a homer, like, we're going to put you in. And I was just like, all right, that's not going to happen. Whatever. <laughs> and so uh, we're down. I think it's – we and we have, to, we have to sweep Oklahoma State to have a chance to get to the Big 12 uh, tournament. So we win Friday, Saturday. And Friday was Walker versus Heaney. And then uh, Saturday oh, yeah, was yeah. Stripling versus – I can't remember That's who Oklahoma right. State had. But the first game was Wakakini. That game was like an hour and 58 minutes. <laughs> one, one, one nothing. Walker had yeah. like 15 strikeouts. Heaney had like 17 strikeouts. And somehow he miraculously won that game. <laughs> um, so now we're on Sunday scrapping, trying to put it together. And I'm sitting there like, hey – and the, and this is every game. Hey, get, get ready. Like in the eighth or ninth, you might get in that bat. So I was like, hey, get ready. I was like, okay, this is the usual. Just put my gloves on, put my helmet on, just sit there. I'm not going to get in the game. And then Seeley comes around the corner. I was like, hey, no, you're about to get in this game. Like if, if Scotty gets on base or no, if whoever, or Woody gets on base, you're going to pinch hit for Scotty in the nine hole and we need you to hit a homer and, to win this game. And I was like, 
what? He's like, literally I said, we need to hit the, a home run. Yeah, we need you to hit a home run. I don't care if you strike out. <laughs> I want you to put your three best swings together and swing as hard as you can. And I was like, all right. Seems, all right, seems good. And ends up Woody, Woody hits a single, first and second, one out. And they're like, Bing, you're in. And literally, like, I think it was uh, Clem came up to me, Bing, you got this. Well, we need a homer. And like, everyone's like, come on, you got this. Like, just, you got this. Hadn't He's had, the third base coach for Ole Miss. Yeah, I haven't had an at-bat in three months. Like, this is my first at-bat since the first month of the year. So I was just like, yeah, no big deal. Like, yeah. they told me I can strike out. I'm just going to swing my ass off. And I go up there. First pitch, ball one. Second pitch, uh, I think it was you just – swung, didn't you? No, I swung at the second pitch. And yeah. this is where I, I don't get it. So it was like one, one, oh, one oh fast, or ball one, fastball, I think, I take. One, one count. Guy's an idiot. I mean, I'm sorry, not an idiot. Throws a slider in the dirt. I swing over it completely. So I'm just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. no. Like, I miss it by a mile. I was like, I was like, oh gosh, he's gonna throw me another slider. Threw me a heater right down the middle, and then I just absolutely unloaded on it and hit it <laughs> left center onto the softball field. And honestly, I hit it completely blacked out. And so I ran the bases. I get to home plate. You know, we're all going absolutely just nuts. Childress comes up to me and grabs me. I was like, get to the bullpen. You're coming in to close this game. And I was like, what? <laughs> so run to the bullpen hales freaked it did you know hales i, I don't um, me and hales uh, are down there me and hales are in the pit <laughs> yeah so i get down there i'm like i'm so excited i start warming up i'm like dry heaving almost i'm just like just totally <laughs> i'm out of control right now at this point and then end up coming in to cl- close the game i want to say i go like punch out single hit by pitch on a sack bunt and then I think another hit by pitch and then ended up punching guy out on a pitch this far outside their coach gets tossed and then I strike out the next guy and I was just like I don't know what just happened but that was like the weirdest one inning of my entire life yeah and then we went to Oklahoma City yeah (laughs) that's got to be a short list of people to hit like a go-ahead home run in the ninth and then close get a save in the ninth I want to say someone tweeted something uh, like last year, I think I'm the only player ever to hit a three-run homer and strike out the side in the same inning in the ninth in college. Oh damn! I, I mean, can't I, imagine I, it being I mean, a long list. Yeah, yeah. One sounds no, right. I, I imagine that bullpen you were and, throwing and straight record, gas and and recording the save too. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was one of your four hits that year, and that was that was a hell of a yeah. game. I remember watching that game actually. Yeah. But no, yeah, in the bullpen we were watching it. And I was in the bullpen with Hales, and I think maybe Pineda was down there, Ming. And if you remember, you probably don't remember that bullpen because you weren't in there much because you threw like four pitches and then you were in the game. But they had like a little (laughs) window because it was behind the wall. And they had a little window. And I remember me and Hales are pushing each other out of the way watching it. And then Ming hits. And and everybody like went quiet in the crowd and and all I saw was Ming swing and I was like well he got it good and then we see the ball laying on the softball field next to <laughs> and then we start talking shit to the center oh, fielder shit. and it was pretty funny. Oh, they they kind of gave you like the Joey Gallo like just go up there and swing as hard as you can whatever happens see what happens yeah yeah and they kept reiterating we don't care if you strike out just swing hard I was like I'm really good at striking out yeah, like, <laughs> yeah I mean. <laughs> Don't test me. Don't, don't worry about <laughs> yeah. that one. I can do that. I was like, I was like, if they give me the straight one. There's a chance they throw the spinner. That's <laughs> off. Did you ever get to hit in the bigs? Uh, yeah, I have two hits. Hey, let's go. I didn't know if you ever yeah. got an AB with the A's. Yeah, I got my uh, uh well, who was it? Al Leiter Jr. was my first hit in Philadelphia, and then. Uh, 2019, I think I got an RBI single off Alex Wood. Oh, oh nice. shit! I, yeah, so it was, it was so funny. Like, hey, what, what did you hit off uh, Alex Wood? I was like, I think it was like a heater down and away, and he threw me just an absolute dot cutter down and away, just paint, O2, and somehow I hit off the end of the bat and dribbled it up the middle. <laughs> hey guys, real quick before we get back to the interview with Mingdin. A quick reminder that all of our guests are brought to you by Southern Wing Shooters. Southern Wing Shooters is an outdoor brand 
made by outdoorsmen for outdoorsmen. They're Aggie owned and operated, and they're going to provide you with quality entertainment from all kinds of outdoor adventures. Join them as they chase wildlife across the country, gators, dove, duck, geese, whitetail, whatever it is. Hit them up on Instagram or on their website, Southerwing Shooters, and they can hook you up. Also, go check out their store on southernwingshooters.com with all kinds of cool gear. They got hats, sweaters, shorts, shirts, anything you want, they've got it. Once again, southernwingshooters.com. Now, back to the interview. Clayton or Gandy, y'all got any questions randomly or? Oh, no, I don't think so. I got I got one since you you had two major league hits, so you remember them both. So what was a better moment, your first hit or like your first win? Like pitching or hitting, which one felt better in the bigs? Uh, well, so I have to say my first win uh, was in San Francisco and this is one of the, be- one of the better games I pitched uh, in my opinion overall. But it was one of those things where since I was a hitter in college, I always talk crap to all the other guys like Chapman and Olsen, Pinder, a bunch of them. And they always made fun of me that like, oh, your swing's all right, but you probably can't hit. And so in Philly, when I got my first hit, I, I threw the complete game shutout in Philly, actually. I went one for three with a walk. So in the eighth, I told or I told them, I was like, hey, I'm a good hitter. and I, I guarantee you I'm going to work a walk and get a knock. And they're like, no shot. There's no way. So I ended up getting a knock in the, uh, my first at bat. And then the third at bat comes around, end up walking. And so I was just like, yeah, I can hit. Told yeah. you. So do you hit in Korea? Uh, no, we got DH here. How many Americans are on your I, on your team? Uh, three per three per team is the max. Oh, there's a max. So, so who are the have, two? Yeah. Who are the two on your team? Uh, Aaron Brooks is. So usually you go two starters and one hitter, and you're not allowed to do three hitters or three starters. You have to like separate them. <laughs> That's um, crazy. Yeah. So we have Preston Tucker, who's uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tucker's Tucker's older brother from the Astros. Mm-hmm. And then Aaron Brooks was a starter with the A's, the Orioles, and the Royals. Uh, I played with them for two or three years on the A's, too. Sweet. So what you need to do is tell them you're like the American Shohei Otani, and then they'll let you hit and, like DH in your off days. <laughs> Yeah, which, well, we tried to tell them. We tried to tell them. I was like, "Hey, I can hit a little bit." I was like, "I got two hits. I got two hits in the show." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't care." Make like a highlight tape with like those hits and the college home run, and then that's it. Like three, three clips, and that's it. Turn it into a minute long, just re- repeat. <laughs> oh, loop, yeah. <laughs> hey, me is Kmart playing over there? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, he's, he's not. Playing. Maybe he's maybe he's in Japan, but I he's think, not here in yeah. Korea. Oh, okay. So, did um. So I don't know how busy and with the time change and everything, have you been able to keep up with the College World Series and everything that went down this year? Yeah, uh, I saw bits and pieces of it, but, you know, the time I have, it's more so like I have to get like, I'll just get updates and like can't really watch most of it, but I'll be able to get, you know, I read into it after, you know, stays stuff. Yeah, I kind of want to get everybody's opinion on, you know, and we'll start with you, Mingna, the NC State Vanderbilt situation. How much of that did you see and, and hear about? Yeah, so I, I was reading about a lot about that. So, I mean, again, it just falls into the stupid double standard of all this, you know, like the, all the fans, the 25,000 fans that can just walk right into the stadium. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, you know, two players test positive, so we have to test the whole team. And then now players that are positive, that have taken the vaccine already, are popping positive. It's just like, I mean, they're just trying too hard. I, I get they're trying to be safe. I get they're trying to, you know, keep the great environments, you know, keep the name of the NCAA intact and they don't want to taint the name. But if I was the NC State players personally, and Gan- oh. me and Gandy would have been doing this for sure. Me and Gandy would have been sitting in uniform in the stadium watching the rest of the College World Series out. And I don't care if I had to, if I would have bust home and Greyhound on my own. Oh, yeah. Or, or you know, Flown, I figured out a way to get home, but I would have sat in uniform behind home plate or as close to the cameras as I could, full uni, every single game, the rest of the World Series to make a mockery of the NCAA because I thought yeah. it was an absolute joke. Yeah, because they would have definitely let you back in, but you couldn't play on the field. That's 
the kind of the well, no, yeah and if, even if they didn't let us back in okay i could beat that i'll bring a backpack with my jersey and everything i'll walk mm-hmm. in and street clothes go to the bathroom and change into my uniform once i'm in there so i mean there's ways around it too like one of my buddies asked us like oh those just stop you at the gate and i was like okay i was like easy ways around that but i was like it's just it just pissed it really pissed me off to see that because you know one those players had to deal with the covid restrictions all season long everything they had to go through they ended up making the college world series you know we never got to do that that was a dream come true for those kids and then just to take it away and let vanderbilt move on uh i, I was just like how can you do that how, how can I, I don't get how the ncaa just was like oh yep done strip them strip them take them out ship them home and then they post that the post they made oh uh, congratulations oh great yeah go run. fuck yourself i was like are i was like do you Whoever made this decision hates NC State. They must be mm-hmm. a Tar Heel. Like they hate <laughs> NC State. I, I uh, think yeah. they got. I think they got scared that if NC State won, and then a bunch of positive tests came up after that, and they were like, "Then what do they do?" You know. I think that was all about preserving the actual three game series. Yeah. I don't know. It's all probably money. One of my buddies texted me today, and he was like, "We should really push." Uh, that Portnoy has a national ch- puts on a national championship game between NC State and you know he uh, Mississippi State, and then put it on pay per view and give the proceeds to the boys. Oh, <laughs> you know shit. he would do it. He did wow. it with the women's golf team. He did it with the women's golf NCAA tournament or whatever. Yeah. Uh, did y'all see crazy. that he's uh, starting his own agency now? Yeah, marketing agency for yeah. uh, in- name, College image, athletes, and likeness. Yeah. It's uh, the freaking wild west with that shit. Yeah, gonna be it's- awesome. It's, it's going to get a little cringy awesome. here in a little bit. Yes, honestly, I think it's going to it's going to hurt so many everyone's just going to go to a big name college. Mm-hmm. All your middle tier and lower tier colleges, you're going to see them either go bankrupt because football, baseball, the mainly football brings in millions and billions of dollars. If you lose that support, you're done. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the, on the, the flip hope side is, though, the hope is that of- it doesn't it doesn't change much because the kids at the big schools were getting paid anyway. Like if you were good, you were going to Alabama, A&M, Clemson, Ohio state, and you were getting paid under the table. Now it's just legal. Well, I I also think like there's only a certain percentage of even the football players that can get national deals with name, image, and likeness, right? Like, can you name the Alabama right guard last year? No, I mean, nobody can, right? The guys like Devontae Smith this last year, they're going to get the national deals and they're going to go make a million dollars in college. But I think all the rest of them, I think it's going to be more local deals with like dealerships and uh, media platforms and shit like that. Like I don't see that many collegiate athletes being able to get national name, image, and likeness deals. Head and shoulders would have been all over Trevor Lawrence. Oh, God. (laughs) Thank God God. that shit didn't happen. Oh, my God. He would have been everywhere. The Palomalu shit was bad enough. Oh, God. Don't bring Uh, it back. I don't know if y'all know the answer to this, but I can't – I don't know if I'm going to botch this. I think it's like – was it Title IX? Yeah. Where all athletes have to receive equal – redistribution and equal pay and i don't know how that's gonna work out how's that's what i'm saying how's that so say say gandy stubble fields you know the johnny manzo at the college and i'm some walk on on the track team are we getting the same cut i I think the workaround i I think the workaround is that it's not through the school it's it's on name image and likeness like you have to the 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 school can't even um like market market you Right, they can't. Oh, they can't. Okay, so I thought the school was going to be like plastering you all over. No, so Texas, no. Texas it's, keeps it's, putting that on social media, acting like they're the ones that are going to be marketing you. They can't. They can't they, even like do the deals. They can't have any work into the deals. They got so talk, the only you money you're making is on your name and your image yeah. and everything like that, right? So the school can't really do shit for you other than <laughs> get your name out there, right? In terms of being on ESPN every day. I just I still think it's gonna be it's a weird it's a weird windy road and I just think they're gonna it's gonna get abused and then oh, they're yeah. gonna look at they're gonna in two or three or four years they're gonna be like oh shit what did we do I mean I, I even as an athlete I would vote if I had to, you tell me to vote for or against I would say I'm against because in my opinion you're going to a prestigious college most likely on scholarship um, you know you're getting a free education if you're a football player or a, 
or whatever. So, I mean, you're already getting paid essentially in my, in my view, I don't think you should be getting paid extra cash that you can go buy Yeezys and waste at the bars and waste on privileged stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Probably some of that going on. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, that's like the real winners. The real winners are the bars districts and everything else. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, you so have like those football away free players drinks. were buying drinks anyway. Athlete at Texas A and M buying drinks. Yeah, yeah. Johnny um, would have been plastered. But, but all now, over instead of cake. just giving away free drinks for nothing, you put their damn name on your like their picture. Hey, tonight, yeah. Kellen Mond will be at this bar, and then everyone goes to the bar. Hey, what's a cameo? So that's uh, it's like, where they. It's where they basically give a third. You pay somebody like fifty dollars for thirty seconds of saying, "Hey, Gandy, happy birthday, man!" So really proud of what you're doing with Southern Wing Shooters. I saw a tweet, and apparently Spencer Rattler's cameos are 125 bucks. It's all fucked. Did you see what that guy said though? Yeah, and he said, and all of OU. Like what did he say? He said something that they all work minimum wage in OU or something. You're gonna have to get two full time jobs just to afford his uh, uh, cameo. <laughs> but I mean, the way they're gonna abuse it is, I mean, in Texas A&M's case, right? You know that we get a five star recruit, right? He's all of a sudden gonna be the face of some fucking oil company in Midland, Texas, because A&M wanted to pay his ass. $500,000 to show up to A&M and there's going to be so, some under the table shit going on of like, yo, you're going to be the official face of ABC drilling. If you, uh, if you come on board, man. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. We're getting an announcement here in Korean. If you hear this. Is that across like your apartment what, complex or what, like a tsunami? Yeah. No. Okay. So <laughs> it's super weird. So here, Trash is separated into four or five different sections. You have your hard plastics, your cardboards, your saran plastics, your everything, and you have to separate it. There's a huge thing at the bottom of the apartment where, like, you have to bring all your trash down and, like, throw it into the proper bins. On top of that, people just park at will here. Like, don't matter. They'll box you in and everything. So half the time, this guy at 7, 8 in the morning will pop on the thing and, oh, I'm going to call and, like, go over, like, hey, if you're parked – and you're like because everyone has everyone puts their cell phone number and whatever in their car so there's no there's no theft here like you can leave your all your valuables outside you can leave your purse in the middle of the street go out go inside for two or three hours come back outside it's still sitting there stealing is so frowned upon here it it's not even thought about and so people put their cell phone numbers under their inspection sticker and they'll literally just call over the big loudspeaker and be like, hey, uh, number this, 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 your car's blocking someone's car and please come move it. And, or they'll give you the daily announcement or whatever. Did but, you, have you picked up on any Korean at all? Mainly the bad stuff. <laughs> uh, but uh, well, I mean, like so- one, one weird thing is, so nay is yes, or nay means yes, affirmative or okay. And I'm just like, what? Nays, no. They're like, no, no, no. Nays, <laughs> nays, yes. So what's no? Ani. Ani. Your Korean Ani. So like, candy. how does it yeah. work in the in the clubhouse? Like when your coach wants to like give a team speech or whatever, or have a team meeting, is there a translator or what do you do? Yeah. So me, Brooks, and Tucker, we have two translators. So basically, one for me and Brooks, one for Tucker, since we're kind of separate all over the field. Our head coach is Matt Williams from the A's and uh, Diamondbacks, uh, old third baseman. Um, So he has his own translator. Our pitching coordinator has his own translator. So whenever he has a team meeting or wants to talk to the players, he just, it's, it's, it honestly, at first it's a little weird, but then after a while you just, you figure it out. Like I'm not even looking at my translator. I'm looking directly at you. I'll say a sentence and a half, stop, let him go keep talking, let him go, keep talking, let him go. And then it's, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty smooth. It's not that bad. Like at first it's kind of weird having to stop all the time. So I'll be talking to you. He'll have to go. All right. So today we're going to be going over bunt coverages. We're going to be doing this. So while we're in the bunt coverages, you know, it's, so it's, it's kind of choppy, 
I guess, but it's the only way to you know get the message across because there's probably four guys on our team that speak decent English. But even then, if you talk as fast as we're talking right now, they'll just be like, hey, hey, can you just – I can understand you, but I need you to slow down because mm-hmm. just like they talk really fast yeah. and they understand each other, we talk way too fast. And But most of the guys have no idea what we're saying. So it's a lot of hand signals, a lot of pointing, a lot of, you know, oh, yeah, I think I got what you're saying. <laughs> Are they very polite over there? Oh, yeah it's yeah it's it's all it's like all respect based i'm like if you're older than somebody then they have to like bow down to you so it's like it's it's almost even worse than like the seniority stuff that we have in america like they take it to a whole nother level like old people here so when it comes to drinking if the oldest person there say like one of our dads if we're all we're all sitting in a room all, all five of us and say my dad's here every time my dad drinks or continues to drink, we cannot stop till he's done. It's like waterfall. <laughs> yes, no. Yeah. So it, it's like it's like a, a big waterfall thing. So if like so if my dad takes a shot, we all gotta take a shot. He takes a shot, we all gotta oh. take a shot. And oh, we cannot wow. we can we cannot stop till my dad's done or it's disrespectful. Oh wow. I would abuse that if so I like, was an old guy. So oh, like man. so people people just get pissed drunk here. And so they're drinking <laughs> and, and what makes it worse they have what, and I mean, it's a college person's dream. They have what's what it called is soju. It comes in like a 12 to 16 ounce bottle. It's $2 and it's the equivalent of four beers. So it's, it's four like loco. A, <laughs> it, it's, oh, it's, 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 it's a shitty, it looks like, it kind of looks like sake, but it tastes like a shitty vodka. And so what they do is they call it's soju and then a beer and you mix them together. So you pour like uh, this much of soju and then about the same of beer and it's called somac and you just take shots of it so you're constantly drinking the shitty vodka beer shots like all night long and like <laughs> guys, they'll drink they'll drink like three or four beers with like two or three bottles of soju and they are just like completely obliterated. like obliterated <laughs> and i'm just in it i i so i i went on a bender one night uh with a couple of guys and oh my gosh the worst hangover ever. I was like, I'm never drinking soju ever again. I was like, no wonder it's a dollar fifty. I'll have to, I'll have to find a bottle of it and just. It's like literally, you can go to the store. It's like a buck fifty, two dollars for this. Looks like a medicine bottle type yeah. drink, and they just love it and they just get hammered off it because it's so cheap. Send it to Gandhi oh. and we'll make him drink it at the Colorado game. Yeah. Oof. Hell yeah. So it's like <laughs> Korean four loco, like yeah, just. Yeah. One purpose, and it's not to enjoy it. <laughs> no, they're just hey, so there to get drunk. Is it an anomaly to have an American coach in the KBO? I want to say there was three, but I think mm-hmm. there's only one now. I think the other two got fired this year. Oh. And But, no, it's just – I think – uh, who is it? I want to say the Lotte Giants have American – manager hitting coach and like a dominican pitching coach Mm -hmm. so they're they're trying to i guess incorporate a lot of the you know what we have in the big leagues because they all aspire to be big leaguers um so like the big difference in the leagues to be short is in the big leagues it's all about homers doubles and power over here it's all about baseball they'll single you to death i'm telling you there's probably like three or four hitters like really good hitters, every lineup, two power guys, one being American most likely, and then like two or three scrappy guys. And I mean, these scrappy guys will foul off everything. And honestly, it's like their job. They'll literally get up there and just go foul ball, foul ball, foul ball, foul ball, foul ball, foul ball. I mean, I had, I've had like 15, 20, 10 pitch plus at bats. And yeah. it's just these guys will just keep fouling it off, fouling it off. Like it's, it's literally like when you typically think of, you know, Korean or, uh, you know, Japanese baseball, mm-hmm. they literally fastball, put their eyes like, oh, okay, foul. Like in the dirt at their toes, like, oh, they'll dig it out and foul it off. I'm just like, what are we doing? Yeah. And they'll just, <laughs> and they'll literally just nibble and nibble and nibble, and then they'll single you to death. They won't put up any damage on you, but like single, single, single. And then next thing you know, they scored like three or four runs off of you, and you're just like, yeah. I just gave up eight blue pits. <laughs> That's going to be frustrating as hell. Like especially no, it's, at first. It's, well, it's, it's it's super. It was super weird. Yeah. So it's like right. Rob Manfred's dream. Who? Yeah. 
Rob Manfred. Oh. Uh, um, hey, go ahead, Woody, and then I got – Yeah, so, like, what are the COVID – Is are they pretty well out of, like, all the COVID shit, or is it pretty locked down still? Oh, no, South Korea is deathly terrified, um, and we <laughs> have all sorts of rules. We just now, last week, opened up from four people at a table in a restaurant to, like, eight. Like everyone here wears masks. If allegedly, if you're caught walking the street without a mask, you'll get a ticket. I mean, Hell, I walk with it. If I'm by myself, I, I keep it on my chin, <laughs> and then I don't wear it like all the time. But we have to wear it all the time in the dugout. Um, you know, just they. So we have a lot of rules, but it's more so just like we're telling you we have rules just to say we have rules, but no one really like, cares. It's kind of like how Texas was with COVID. Yeah. So last week we talked to we had Halen Green out of uh, he was at TCU went to the same high school as Gandy um, he played under Schloss and I kind of wanted to get your thoughts and opinions on uh, Coach Childress and kind of what he did for A and M and what how how you viewed his time at A and M and and kind of I don't know how much you follow A and M baseball but what you expect in the future with that yeah um, so Childress to me you know. Candy can attest to this. Either the player loved Childress or you absolutely hated Childress. You know, I was a big fan of Childress. I think that he pushed a lot of people's buttons and he really tried to get the best out of you and it pissed off a lot of people and rubbed them the wrong way. But I think I thought Childress was a great coach. And we kind of, me and some of the buddies, uh, you know, Langford, uh, Ray, and GR were kind of talking. Uh, you know, we figured that Childress was kind of on his last legs, and especially once this year started and we saw the kind of the downfall of the team and he, they weren't doing well. I was like, mm, they finally had their excuse to, to chop all Childress off the block here. And they took no time and they just dumped him. So, I mean, I hate the whole, you know, blame the coach and it comes to football, basketball, or baseball or anything. You know, Childress took him to, what was it, I think 13 or 14 straight, I don't, know how, I don't know how many I straight. 14. I think it was 14. 14, 14 straight regionals, uh, two or three College World Series appearances. Um, I don't know how many. Two. Yep. You know, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know how many conference championships, two or three maybe. Like, but, I mean, that's hard to do. You, you don't – like, it's hard to get better than that, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people don't see because everyone looks at the, you know, small sample size of the previous year. It's just like, hey – Go look at every other program. Look at Texas. Go look at, you know, Mississippi State who just won. Mississippi State, if you look at their past 15 years, I guarantee you they're not as good as Childress's last 15 years. Yep. It's just they, you put a good team together, you're playing, you're hot at the right time, you're going to win. It's not the best team that wins, it's the team that plays the best. And it's just – so I hate that he got, you know, canned like he did, but I knew it was coming. Um and I thought Childress was a you know great mentor, great pitching coach. And if I had to do it all over again, I would go wherever Childress was. So I think kind of you kind of hinted at it a little bit. And from talking to Gandy and people that we've had on the show and other things, I think a lot of the problem there at the end was not necessarily Childress and what he was or wasn't doing was more of the atmosphere in the clubhouse with – you know, from what it sounds like is they got a little bit soft after that World Series trip in 2017. And I don't know if if any if y'all agree with that, but that's just kind of what I picked up on here in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, when we talked to Heath, who followed around the 2019 team uh, in the dugout, he definitely – he wasn't going to come out and say it, but he definitely implied that, you know, we're not – that A&M was never really the same after that class of 2016 left – uh, with all those boys that they just got soft as hell after that. And I mean, shit, Gandy was telling me that the class of 2016 was soft, so, soft. So, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of where we are in the world in a sense, just the way the kids are brought up. That's also true. You know? So, I mean, I guess, I guess we're the last group of ass kickers, Gandy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Gandy, Gandy's like, he's uh, getting more in there, you know, coaching the kids. He's the new generation. Yeah, he, he, yeah. He's our Gandy's, last hope. Gandy's also our the big. Uh, well, back in my day when we had to go to go to the field up uphill both ways, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So, like the the organization I coach for, um, 
like all the, like we started my team started like four years ago started killing it and the only thing i did different that they didn't do and any of the other organizations around like 12 and banditos is when the kids would mess up or screw up i'd i'd run them yeah get and on the no, line no one runs them mingdon there's no conditioning <laughs> Like there's these, no these press kids, fielders running around. Or? Like these kids talk back to their parents like big time. These kids tell their are telling their dads to shut up, like like stuff that didn't happen. And all I did is just start running them after practice, and they shut the hell up. And we started winning some baseball games. No, so two year, two or maybe three years ago, uh, one of my high school buddies asked me to help coach his team, and he was like, "Hey, coach them like you normally would." I was like, "Okay, no big deal." <laughs> 14 U team they're all about to be freshmen and I was just like all right he's like here here's a lineup card go tell so-and-so what they're doing and like I told one kid hey you're not playing short today or something he's like who are you and I was like I'm just what do, what do you mean who am I I was, like, <laughs> I was like what kind of question is that he's like you're not putting me at short I go this isn't my lineup card buddy I was like, I'm just I'm just telling you where you're playing and I was like I don't give a shit what you think you're on the fucking bench. I was like, go sit down. You played the last three games. And I was like, I was like, we got to put someone else out there. Like, I, that was like my first day. I was like, fuck's wrong with these kids, man? Sorry, pardon my French, but like, no, I was like, but like, instantly, I was like, the kid doesn't know me. And I was like, one, I was like, I'm here to help out. I'm like, and Connor just gave the whole spiel how, how I'm a professional baseball player. Like, I think you'd want to, like, you know, me to help you. And like, I thought you'd want to be respectful of me and I could help you out and like make you a better player. And these kids are just like talking back to me, telling me they don't want to do something. I put a hit and run on when I was coaching third from the head coach. He was just like, Hey, I, I got a phone call. I got to deal with like, you go coach third, like one of these random games. I was like, yeah, sure. So he ends up putting a hit and run on. I put the hit and run on kid goes, I didn't want to do it. I was like, what, what do you mean? You didn't want to do it. It's not he a goes, fucking choice. Well, that's what I was like. I was like, this isn't a suggestion. Like, this isn't me telling you. Hit and runs on the guy's stealing. You're hanging out, Timmy, to dry. Like, you should have like, hey. showed him the Augie Garrido video. Yeah. Oh god. Well, no, I tell you to so- butt. You fucking butt. Don't tell me you didn't see it. You fucking look. <laughs> yeah. Even the pa- and, the parents are soft. Everybody's soft. Well, no. So the parents got mad at me. So I was yeah. getting hard on the kids. We ended up like our, we had three or four pitchers go out there, and one pitcher I've he's worked with me for like four or five years straight from, and he was like, he's a six, five lefty. I mean, talk about an uncoordinated draft. He was just <laughs> all over the place. He gets out there and he walks like seven or eight guys, gives up four or five runs. And now we're tied up in the third. I was like, Hey, I go to the mound and I just chew him out. And, you know, he ends up finishing getting pretty good. We put someone else in and one of the parents was like, Hey, I don't, I don't think you should be that hard on Brady. And I was like, excuse me. I was like, <laughs> I could do whatever I want. I was like, if you don't like it, take your kid somewhere else. And apparently that parent told Connor, my buddy, and I got in trouble for talking <laughs> to the parent like that. And I was just like, no, I was like, again, I, I easiest thing I tell people is two types of people in this world. You got winners, you got losers. If you want to play for me, you'll be a winner. You might not like how it works, but you're going to be a winner. You're going to play hard and you're going to love the game. And if you don't love the game, you don't respect the game, and you don't want to win, get out of here. I'm not dealing with you. Like, and if you're gonna talk back to me and not not be, uh, you know, not respect authority when I tell you as your coach to do something, I don't want you in my dugout. I'll kick you out of the dugout. Go home. I'll give you your money back. Give me the jersey. Yeah. Get out of here. Yep. You know, there's no ass kickings that go on at home after you like disrespected your somebody in front of. Like, if your parents get like. As kids, we all, if we did something in public and we were like, oh, we're going to get away with it because it, we're in public. When you got home, it, was, it wasn't it was you got away from it. It was even worse yeah. for embarrassing them. That doesn't happen anymore. Uh, no. Man, I had a parent call. I had a parent from – and this my team now, they're great. The parents are great. This is not about them. But um, this is – so my team was pissing me off, and this is like three years ago. And the other organization in College Station is the 12, and then there's – the but a, a new one called the Bucks. Well, anyway, my team was like mad because we were running and we were running a lot. I was running the shit out of them actually, and uh, the, I was introducing them to an Indian running, 
And uh, well, anyway, so so they're like bitching, and I and I was giving them the whole spill about how winning ain't easy. You know, if if winning was easy, everyone would do it. Well, I told them, I said, if I said if you're worried about playing time and you don't want to work, and uh, you just want to be on a mediocre team where where we keep mommy and daddy happy, I was like, go play for the Bucks, go play for twelve. Monday morning, guess who was calling me? The Bucks coach. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I can't dude. believe you said. <laughs> I yeah, thought you were going like, to say Broninger was calling you. No, I wish. <laughs> but uh, he, but like, it was just another, you know, a dad coach. And he was like, just, that's just, that is just unchristian like. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. Um, <laughs> like, we're going to pull that card on me now. Like, come on. Really? Like, yeah, we're yeah. playing baseball. I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to make your kid a better man in a sense because he's exactly. soft. soft. That's the nice way of putting it. I saw where this you were going to go gonna with that. chew them up and spit them out. What's up, Gandy? When you're coaching, do you ever say something and then realize in the back of your head it's something that children said and then like you're like, oh shit, like I'm becoming my dad? Yeah, moment. kind of deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. About every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> because you think about it, you go because well, you honestly, can ask me. I had plenty of those sayings coming at me. You oh, know? I mean, Gandy had a smorgasbord every day. He was the only one that got it. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> have a bunch. That, before we let you go, we need some dirt on Gandy. I don't know what's uh, your favorite. What's your favorite story about him? If you can come up with one real quick, he's Ooh. probably got a. He's probably got plenty. And even if it's bad, and we can, we'll edit it out if we have. Hey, I talked to Chili Dog the other day, man. Really, I need to call him. I feel bad. I, I feel like I've wanted to call him. I'm just like, uh, I don't. I don't know. Say. Is he all right? I mean, yeah, I, guess he I know. Cool. I, know I, mean, he, I know he's all right, but it's just like he's all right. But he he did seem a lot more down than I figured he was. Yeah, I mean, and then it turned. That was like his home. Like that was like yeah, his baby. We, it was like A and M. I mean, fifteen years. He was, was good. It, Max was it, has another year. Was it his goal yeah. to retire there? You think? Oh yeah. 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 So, all right, we, we need I some bet, dirt on you, this boy. Man. Oh, he's got a lot. It's just picking one. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to like that. I'm trying to think of a funny story. I, I told him about kangaroo court the other day. Which which time? I mean, did you talk about the time where no, I got no, run over? I was, I was, did I was you just tell him about how I got run over by a car on the way to kangaroo court on my no. bike freshman uh, year? No, you didn't tell us that. <laughs> that was a good. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, me me and Gandhi, me and Gandhi, Gandhi equally had a good amount of stupid moments, just either by chance or it was just like it's just gonna happen. Like it got to the point where it's like we both were just like "Mm, it's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, oh shit. How much time time you got left, Ming? About like five minutes. Okay. All right. Real quick, got two quick questions for you about baseball. One, what are your quick thoughts on the uh, foreign substance shit going down at MLB right now? Oh, man. So, I mean, they want to argue that, you know, I think if you use absurd amounts of pine tar, yes, I think that should be like, you know, that should be taken down. I think eventually they're going to come up with a universal sticky. I mean, like here yep. in Korea, the baseballs come slightly sticky, like the, the way the leather's made. And the rosin actually works. Like when you have sweat and rosin with the sticky kind of ball already, I don't need any sticky stuff here, but I'm telling you in the big leagues, if I give you a brand new ball, even rubbed up, it's a, it's literally a cue ball. You (laughs) cannot throw it. There's no laces. So the reason why guys use sticky is because we can't grip the ball and don't want to hit anybody in the face. Yeah. 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 Like, but okay. But, not going to throw any names around, but there are guys out there that do use absurd amounts that, you know, help with spin rate sliders and everything like that. So that's where you kind of have to draw the line and say, okay, you're using a little too much, but I still think that, okay. And my argument, which hitters hate is, okay. So you're going to tell me, okay, take pine tar away from a pitcher. My spin rate, my velo, my, everything goes down on my pitches. I was like, okay, if I take pine tar away from you, your bat speed goes down, your exit velo goes down, your contact goes down, your power goes down. Why are you going to use pine tar right, to yeah, give you the best grip possible to swing at making this up? So if I have pine tar on my bat and batting gloves and lizard grips, which those are basically 
you don't need pine tarp you have lizard yep. grips i can swing at 110 miles an hour with my twig of a bat like all the guys are using super light bats now because they can just they, it's all about swinging as hard as you can you know equal opposite you know makes sense science now you know analytics so if you're telling me these guys have pine tar and can swing at 110 miles an hour let's take those batting gloves off let's take that pine tar away let's see how mm. hard you can swing that yep. bat controllably you know the swing the swing the exit the, the average swing would speed would go down two or three miles an hour oh it's not that big of a deal i was like okay well power numbers would go down more your exit velos your everything would go down too if you took away pine tar from the hitter so it's just in yeah. my opinion it's just manfred just ha- having fun and finally bending the knee i mean so they and we were one of the first teams that caught the astros we can get deeper into this Late another time. We'll, we'll have another. To. Yeah, yeah we got to get into that. That uh, person, every fuck one of that. them. Up. Yeah, you saw. <laughs> so, fuck that. Every one of them. So we were up. one of the. We were one of the early teams to call. I can't out wait about to talk it. about 20, that shit. 20, this is in 2016. Yeah. And the fact that it finally came out in 2019, and so this is where I get mad: is you don't penalize the Astros at all for what they did, and they did it. Yes, there's other teams that did it too. I'll throw that out there to make you feel a little better, not make your blood overflow. <laughs> uh, other teams did it too. It's you know, it's it's a rumor. It's it's fact. A lot of guys know it, but don't want to talk about it. Um, but so now you're going to suspend pitchers for ten games for using a foreign substance, and you did nothing to the Astros. What what is that? Dude, he keeps digging himself a digger hole with stuff like that. Well, oh, and- oh, Manfred, I mean. I, he's, I honestly i've been saying i'll say i'll go. say it so you don't have to he's the worst <laughs> fucking commissioner in mlb history you said um <laughs> no i mean the last podcast we had we were talking and i mean they've got to come up with a solution that's better than rosin because that shit doesn't work on those balls and they can't be using the spider tax shit that makes them jump the spin rates up to where we have a league batting average of 230 right there's got to yeah. be a middle ground somewhere you like it play better that's yeah. what we were told <laughs> <laughs> what was your second question woody uh real quick so every big leaguer i've ever talked to pitcher they say there's always one moment where they just they're standing on the mound and it's a oh fuck i'm facing this guy this is real life i'm i'm pitching against this guy who was that guy for you big poppy Oh, so, damn. Oh. I didn't realize he was still in the league. Yeah, so oh, I, yeah. I, thank goodness. I was so pumped. So uh, we're in Oakland, and we're I'm facing the Red Sox for the first time. He gets into the box, and I was just like, whew. Like, All right. Like, I know you. You're, <laughs> that's Big Poppy. <laughs> you're, 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 the, you're that guy. I was like, all right, it's Big Poppy. Yeah, we got one out. We got one out. <laughs> man and so it also makes it even better is so i get in my you know my crazy big wind up i start going back i pump pump and i pick up my leg where did he go he just takes five steps out of the box (laughs) he just big league the crap out of me (laughs) four pitch walk it worked I was a rookie, and he literally was up oh, there. Oh shit! Didn't even didn't even really get ready because I was like, "What's he doing? Like he's not even getting ready." As I get my wind up going, just takes three steps out of the box, just shitter ball one. I was like, <laughs> "What the? What? What's wow. going on?" Oh, ball damn. two, ball three, ball four. He walks, and I was just like, "All right." Well, that was that was, just that was David Ortiz. <laughs> I was like, "Sweet." Um, yeah. I'm 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 wrenched. So uh, someone want to come talk to me right now? Yeah. <laughs> do you do you kind of wish he hit a home run on you just so you could say that you gave a home run to Poppy? Fuck no. I mean that that I mean yes and no. It's better I mean, than the walk like, maybe. Yeah, I mean yeah, I'd rather give up a solo homer than a walk, honestly. Yeah. But yeah. um, striking him out would have been cooler. Yeah, striking yeah, him out just a little cool, bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> worst Giddy. fans. Do you have any? Oh worst yeah, fans? worst fans. Probably Dodgers. I believe oh, that. we we'll have to get Dodgers, in that. Are, are Dodgers or Yan- Dodgers or Yankees? Yeah, we just so. went to a, a Diamondbacks game and the, they were playing the Dodgers and we were all wearing Astros gear and it was a shit show. 
but and oh, they weren't playing goodness. the Astros, right? No, no, <laughs> they were just no. being fucking those assholes. We were fans. those guys. We were those guys. God, y'all are the worst. Yeah, Candy, you got anything else for us to get out of here? Nah, man, I just really appreciate it, man. Yeah. Short notice. No, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. Man. If you ever want to get into anything else, just let me know. I'll, no, I'll I want to get into that Astros. Yeah, cheating we'll, shit. we'll do a whole nother. That needs like, to fucking happen. So when are you coming back, me? Uh, season ends October sixth. So probably sounds middle of like, October. Sounds just, just in time, in time for to shoot tailgate. some mallards. Shoot some mallards and tailgate. Yep. So, yeah. Um, if you ever find your way up in College Station for a game, we got plenty of beer and some hella fried food that you can come hit us up for. So. Well, I like fried food and beer. So. Yeah. We're gonna do a podcast, man. Yeah. Yep. Well, at the, the tailgate. tailgate. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah I'd be down. So. Uh, oh, cool. But anyways, Mingden, appreciate you hopping on with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, take it easy. Good luck this season. Any guys, y'all got anything else? Nope. Oh, thanks a lot, okay. man. Really hey, yeah. appreciate Later, it. Have brother. a good day. Have a good morning. We're about to head to <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all, yeah, y'all have a good night. <laughs> yeah. Take it easy, bud. Thank you.